peculiar? Why is it not applied to each and every couple? Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome into another episode. Today we are going to talk about Singapore property, especially all the impacts from Budget 2023. And we have Gerald Ong with us today. Hey everyone, how's it going? Hey Gerald, I brought you in today to talk about property because it's a topic that you are passionate about, correct? In fact, I'm taking the real estate exam coming up in March. So if you have insights, uh, do share with us along the way as you have this chat. <laughs> hey, but I'm going to talk firstly about renovation things because renovation and property is linked to it. And I saw this very mm. viral clip, Edie Wu showed the house. Yes, I saw her house. It's beautiful. How she hide the storeroom. It's yeah, <laughs> very well done. I particularly took notice of the gaming room. You know, she had a, a, a specialized uh, corner within the house. I think she bought it with her parents. Something like that. And it's a DBSS. So right now, DBSS uh, programs are, you know, unique because there are only like 13 projects or something like that. What are your thoughts about it? So DBSS, uh, it's very interesting because on one hand, aesthetically, they look like condos, you know, because uh, they are built by private developers. So they are less restricted by uh, HDB look, right? But on the other hand, I think there were a lot of complaints regarding the build quality. Yeah, so pros and cons, I guess. Um, Do you consider one when you're buying your house? Nah? No, leh, because one huge factor for me when buying a place is uh, age of the house, right? Hmm. So DBSS house is quite old. So uh, my cousin bought one. I think she bought one in Tampines, if I'm not wrong. No, your, your flat is a, a ground level one where there's more space, something like that. Yes. So yeah, my ceiling height is 3.7 meters. <laughs> yeah, it's not really tall. Look, looks better at DBSS <laughs> at, <laughs> at a more affordable price maybe because DBSS has to be a million dollars uh, if I were to guess the quantum of the selling price depends uh, it depends on how big you buy and which area my cousin mm. bought hers I think it was 500k a small one also there are quite a few yeah. sizes of flats within yes. DBSS uh, but DBSS just in case if you are a young adult uh, it's no longer uh, in phase they change it to the EC mode and uh, EC and BTOs, you do need to wait for development. But more often than not, they provide you know, gains lah after they turn uh, MOP of five years. Let's talk about budget 2023 grants because that directly impacts you know, young couples looking to buy homes or even families looking to move. What are your findings, Gerald, on this topic on grants? Budget 2023 covered quite a few things, right? The first thing is the balloting changes. So I think mm. BTO, first-time homeowners will be given one extra balloting chance um, so that the likelihood of you getting your very first home will be higher because um, I think recently I noticed that the chances of getting, especially the really hot properties is like so competitive. Then I know, I hear of many, many stories of um, friends uh, who took like two to three years just to hmm. ballot and they still cannot get their first uh, property. So it's very scary, right? Thinking that you have to wait three years on top of the two to three years waiting time. Uh, that's six years. Eh? They define it as uh, married couples age 40 years and below, right? Like, it's also quite mm. peculiar. Why is it not applied to each and every couple? Maybe there are some older couples that just got hitched and looking for a house. I, I don't quite understand why they want to narrow it down to 40 and younger. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> but on your own, do you think about the BTO route no, when you bought your house? The thing about me and my wife was that we already started renting mm. uh, very early on. So I started renting way in my uni days so that I can save time and spend more time working on the YouTube channel. Because of that, right, our opportunity cost is a lot higher compared to staying with our parents. Uh, every year, the opportunity cost is almost 25k, right? Me and my wife combined. Mm. So uh, that's why if we waited three years, 
just to get a BTO, that's an almost like a good eighty to a hundred thousand dollars worth of opportunity cost. So then, um, with that amount of money we can save, we might as well just buy a resale. Well, so if we think along these lines, anyone who's renting, young couples wise, who want private space, they would be incentivized with this increased grants to quickly yes. buy something on the resale market. That would make sense, right? You save money on rent, which is escalating crazily. And then now government from 1st of April onwards will be giving enhanced grants. Let's pull up a table to really describe this. So as we can see from this table, proximity housing grants will be 30,000. Not just that, there is also CPF housing grants that's increased, but not the enhanced CPF housing grants. Thinking about this point, right? CPF housing grant impacts all income levels. The bottom income level all the way to 14,000. 14,000 is the cap, by the way, if you're looking for BTO. Uh, back in my time, I think it was only 8,000. But now 14,000, there are a lot of couples with 14,000 can easily buy a private also. So I, I'm not too sure why increasing the CPF housing grant uh, would be helping on that. But why not increase the enhanced housing grant? That was the first thing when I looked at it. Yeah. Because that would definitely impact the lower income families the most. But right now, couples who are earning 13,000 plus will get extra from this uh, recent change. So right now, right, I think um this... CPF housing grant aims to particularly help um, the resale market only because enhanced housing uh, grant helps like both BTO and resale. So mm. this makes BTO even more competitive than it already is. Um, on the other hand, right right now, I think because a lot of first-time homeowners, you are stuck between like, hey, I want to buy BTO, but I don't want to wait, you know? So then um, I want to buy uh, resale, but resale are like, wow, easily 600,000, right? Five, 600 for a four-room four flat, right? So then um, I think government is stepping in to help... Uh, basically cool off the resale market a little bit. Oh, but this doesn't really cool off. Right? But, but really first cool off? I mean, buy. now you're injecting more affordability there. Yeah, so then people now can buy uh, HDB flats. So this would basically have a reverse impact on rental markets, right? Because instead of having to wait for BTOs while renting or choosing to, you know, I cannot afford a first-time HDB. Now they are able to afford because of the extra $30,000, which is a lot. Uh. So if I hear you correctly, you guess that rental markets could cool. Uh, yes. couples who are renting might take the bite finally and go and buy a resale flat. Yeah, resale is more attractive vis-a-vis -vis to BTO because of the extra 30000 right? Which is more mm. than 10% of a lot of home, home prices. Mm. And yeah, I think you brought a valid point. So enhanced CPF housing grants, uh, you can also attain it with BTO. If we give mm. the grants in that segment, then again, uh, would that push up BTO affordability too much or not? Whereas the CPF housing grant is really affecting mainly the resale market. That's interesting, your yes. point, as to why they design it that way. So would that impact sellers' expectation of prices? Maybe I, I can jump in on that part. Uh, when I was listing my house, it took mm. it took a while uh, to sell. I, I firstly worked with a friend, then we couldn't find it. I worked with uh, an agency to market it, and we got it off within a month. But in this process, wow. I also saw that yeah, offers do not come in uh, that readily as what I thought or what I imagined. So to raise expectations for selling price uh, might not directly impact. Uh, that's, my, that's my take on grants because I see also some people uh, being concerned whether that will further inflate resale prices. Let's move on to the next topic, which is on stamp duty changes impacted by budget 2023. What are key findings, here? Stamp duty, um, this primarily affects um, houses that are like above $1.5 million and $3 million. So I think we built a table, right? Uh, together we built the table of um, the changes um, against the old stamp duty mm. as well as the price increase, overall price increase um, based on 
because of the stamp duty. And I think we uh, kind of agree that uh, in terms of percentage changes, it doesn't seem like a lot. Let's let's focus on the smaller ones. Can we put out <laughs> some absolute numbers? Uh, because yeah. 2 million is definitely possible. Many of us mm. viewing right now uh, have dreams uh, and real intention to buy something of that quantum. So 2 million prices, I think uh, the increase previous compared to previous stamp duty is 8% more. So that you pay 8% more in stamp duty fee or $5,000 more. Uh, percentage increase for the overall property price is about 0.25%. Uh, and this goes all the way up to an increase of about 1% if you let's say you buy like a one million, a $5 million property. So um, percentage change seems kind of small because it's just 1% or less. Uh, but the exact quantum, right, is actually quite a large number. So it starts from 5000 if you buy a $2 million property. If you buy a $5 million property, it goes up to $55,000 in additional tax. BSD increment, right? Let's, let's highlight the table. Yes, just BSD uh, equipment. And I think because of this, right, on February when they announced the news, uh, my friends in who's working as agents, they are telling me, oh, on that day itself, there were a huge like spike. You know, all those huh. um, pending cases suddenly closed on the spot. So, <laughs> so they were pretty happy. A lot of them had a windfall. Uh, yeah. While you're saying that the percentage change of this BSD increment is very small compared to the overall quantum, it still impacts hmm. people or at least it accelerates people who are on the fence. And those yeah. who have been, you know, uh, procrastinating, maybe wanted to save that ten thousand if they're looking for two point five million dollar property, because you now face an ex extra uh, buyer stamp duty of ten thousand dollars more. Right? So why spend yeah. ten thousand more when you already are close to purchase? Might as well just whack. Yeah, so they won't go right. It's just just whack. I also found an interesting uh, statistics: forty five percent of private properties are less than one point five million dollars. I think that mainly is shoebox units if we were to guess it, correct? Then 40% are actually 1.5 to 3 million. So there are actually quite a lot of private properties trading at that range really. And then 15% mm. of private properties, more than 3 million. I guess that includes landed homes. And uh, it's definitely not a small amount, like 15%. So I'm also quite surprised to hear this statistic uh, that's being presented and why government has actually tweaked to really draw more tax from uh, bigger size properties. My guess is there is every indication that the government will step it up. Maybe budget 202 for the further increase the stamp duty for 1.5 and 3 million because that's a very easy target to draw more uh, wealth, yeah. uh, wealth tax to distribute. Mm -hmm. what, are your, what are your key thoughts and predictions uh, from this perspective? Yeah. Recently, when I was um, speaking to my friends and reading the news, I realized a lot of um, these big property buyers are foreigners. So Singapore is a very politically stable country. Uh, it's a safe haven, right? So a lot of Chinese nationals, are, ever since the lockdown got lifted, wow, straight away they come, where do they go? Singapore looks like a nice spot to invest, uh, to have security, right? When they buy and negotiate for prices, what they really don't care about. Like I saw, I personally went down to witness how um friend was um doing a deal, right? To try to learn a little bit. It was, I think, a 4 million or property. Yeah, it's like cash. Eh? It's ridiculous how... um. So they're definitely yeah, looking for the more luxury more. ones, right? At yes. least four or five million are definitely yes. not and the best market condo. Yeah, and I think the point is that um, these big buyers, there are a lot of big buyers globally that are looking to come to Singapore and when they compete for local prices, right, the additional tax really don't amount to nothing if they like the property. Hmm. And then why not, you know, government, why not really whack that above 3 million BSD? 2024, increase that because that really impacts luxury homes, right? Firstly, for honest. Yes. Uh, though they are not the majority of the quantum of purchases, but why not raise that? Now it's raised to 6%. Why not raise it to 
I think that was right. tap on, you know, foreigners. They, they, they should pay more taxes lah, and help us mm, mm, mm. Uh, really get more GST vouchers because, you know, yeah. that's a balancing act, right? Draw from yes, yes. taxes and then, you know, give vouchers. For yeah. most of us, we are common folks. So the luxury yes. ones, I think, yeah, we should support increasing that tax. Lah. Above 3 million one, let's yes. raise it. <laughs> if I actually, correctly. yeah, I kind of agree with you. Most likely, I, I, I kind of, you know, guess, uh, Moving forward, this is probably the segment they're going to hammer quite hard if this trend continues, where there's a lot of um, foreigners that buys condo and push up prices way above um, $3, 5000000 million. Mm, and they could even increase uh, additional buyer stamp duty because that really impacts foreigners. Really. They got paid that and then yeah. buyer stamp duty. Yeah. So mm. why not tap on them a bit more la, for to balance the book? <laughs> so true, good true, discussion. True. As always, anyone who has insight on this whole topic that we haven't covered, do share in the comment sections. I think this is something that we can all learn. And one of the reasons I created this episode with Gerald because I think that's where we really debate. And hopefully some of our opinions can help 2024's budget work more favorably for most of us. Gerald, thanks for stepping in. Thanks for sharing your views as well. Thank you for watching. Smash the like, smash the subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone.